Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Take, take TPV Radio with you 24-7. Just download live 365 app from your Apple or Google Play Store. Like us on Facebook at TPV Radio or www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us, family. Let's go. This is God's Journey Child, Theodore Chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let us go. Starting with the Thomas Voice Reloaded on Sundays at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. Then the Thomas Voice presents by booking only Tuesdays. It's the Grub at 1 p.m. Followed by Victory Over the Waste of Life with Sister Deanne Lee Green at 6 p.m. Thursdays, Real Talk. With Pastor Byron Sago at 4.30. Followed by Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, at 6 p.m. Friday, Music of the Spirit with Trey Milner at 4.30 p.m. And Saturdays is our double hitter. And it starts with Saturdays for Bet with Sister Lorraine Brown with Roberta Jones at 11 a.m. Central. Followed by Brother Don Presents with Pastor Gene Homer at 4 p.m. Also download Live 365 and search the Thomas Voice Radio Network and you're in there. You can also follow us on Facebook at TPV Radio or visit our website www.tpvradionetwork.com. Walk with us family. Let's go. At Javina Distributing, we got your covering for your winter and summer needs. One size fits all. To order yours today, please message them on Facebook at Javina Distributing or call 616-929-2991 or 517-489-6923. Or you can order from the website, www.allsportsheadgear.com and type in promo code SIRON2020 to receive 20% off your purchase. Let's get it. Let's go. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network.
You're, you're listening to Real Talk with Pastor Sago right now on TPV Radio. Now watch me get blessed Had to switch it up, switch it up Everybody ain't loyal nope. But my day ones with me Been down since the soil All these hard times ain't finna stop Never. If my God be with me Then we pop okay. On the real, really losing Ain't no option I got the word in my heart So be cautious I swear these fair seeds Really make me nauseous Got my mind, ain't no time For no nonsense Nah, straight like that Set it on wax Only spitting facts You can play it back You can hear the truth When I'm in the booth Brother, your cousin, your nephew of Real Talk, Pastor Byron Sego. What you finna do when you get in? Hey, 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 what is going on? Brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes. Hey, this is your brother, your cousin, your nephew. This is Pastor Byron Sago of Real Talk. And, hey, we welcome you to another episode of our great show live here on the TPV Radio Network. And we are about to get it in on this afternoon. So, hey, I appreciate everybody that decided to, to, um, to, to ride with us. Uh, on this afternoon, and hey, we're gonna get it in on our show. And hey, real quick, as always, before uh, we start the show, I gotta definitely give out some shout outs. You know, I'm gonna give out a big shout out to the TPV Radio Network for all their love, all the TPV Radio family, every show that's on the TPV Radio Network. And hey, again, a big shout out to TPV Radio Network who are the, the, the Stellar Award uh, nominees, SPIN Awards, all that good stuff. So shout-out to TBB Radio No Pastor Chris Newton and Lady Shanice Luton. Hey, uh, appreciate everything you do. I want to give a big shout-out to my wife, Lady Sago. Hey, I love you, all my kids. Hey, appreciate y'all. Everybody, Light Hope Fellowship Ministries, Blessings on the Block, Community Outreach. Hey, I salute each and every one of you, and I thank you all for uh, what you do. So, hey, y'all already know the rules here on Real Talk. Hey, we talk real, we get it in, we grind, we're going to talk about good stuff. But, but, we don't talk politics, all right? We don't talk politics. only thing that before uh, this past election is that I encourage everybody to go vote because that is your right to go vote. So use your right. Use what people have, 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 have fought for many years to try to go do and try to have that right to do so. I tell you to go vote. I won't tell you to go vote for. That's your choice. You go vote for who you want to go vote for, but go vote. And I will tell you right now, I want to encourage everybody because I'm guilty of this, this last past election. Hey, be patient. Let the people do what they do. Let the people finish counting, all right? Be patient during this time, all right? I encourage you to be patient, all right? I'm kind of anxious as well because we want to know who the winner is. But I will tell you, be patient. And no matter who wins, 
no matter who wins. Listen to me real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to me real good. Open your ears. No matter who wins, we know that God is still in control. No matter who wins, we know God is still in charge. No matter who wins, all right, God is seated on the throne. Not saying that we won't be disappointed that the person that we want to win may not didn't win. That's all right. All right, disappointment is a part of what we're going to deal with in life, all right? But no matter who wins, know, ladies and gentlemen, that God is still in control and God has a plan on this thing and on this earth and in this life. So be patient. Hey, a couple of real quick announcements before we have my special guest, because we, we have a good we, 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 have, we have a powerful guest, Mr. Siron Williams. But before we get to Mr. Siron, hey, just a couple of quick announcements. Hey, uh, 14th of November, hosted by the TPV Radio Network, we're going to have our Youth Summit, Consequences and Repercussions. We have special guest speakers. Of course, it's going to be hosted by no other no other than Pastor Chris Newton. We got uh, who we got? We got, we got Carlos Thomas. Uh, co-author of Thinking Out the Pen. We got Datron Gillen, uh, co-author of Thinking Out the Pen. We got Shanice uh, 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 Hickson, who is a mentor of children. We also have Angela Morgan, who is the the uh, the founder of Angels uh, Ministry for Women out there in Dallas, Texas. So hey, we got we 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 got some powerful guests. So hey, ages uh, 12 to 18. All right. And young adults invited as well. And parents, if you want to come on and listen to what these speakers got to say, you're more than welcome to come on and hear what these speakers got to say. All right? It is open. It is not closed. So that's that's uh, November 14th, 7 p.m. Central Time. And last thing, hey, Thinking Out the Pen is, is, is available on Amazon right now. So go purchase your book, uh, Thinking Out the Pen, by Daytron uh, Gillen and uh, Carlos Thomas. So that's all I got to say about that for an announcement, and we're about to get it in on this afternoon's show. So look, we have a very, very special guest, powerful man of God, uh, that's ready to, to to talk about our subject, and I always like to talk about uh, uh, church and community and where the church and community is disconnected at. I always like to talk about that. I always try to get that in in every show, even through some of the stuff that we talk about as far as with our special guests. But on tonight, we're going to talk about church and community. We're going to talk about the effects of the church and community and where the church is lacking in its community. And I have no other, the one and only, the powerful, the let's get it in, let's get deep. We got Minister Siron Williams on Real Talk with us tonight. Minister Siron, my man, what's going on? Blessings to you, brother. Blessings to TPV Radio, Pastor Newton, sister, Lady Shanice Newton, Pastor Bright, you and your first lady. I thank God that I'm here today. TPV family, I thank God that I'm here today. And I'm just ready to get on this topic because it is vital. And I appreciate you inviting me to be a part of it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It ain't no thing, man. And definitely, definitely, uh, when when we talk, uh, when we talk yesterday, when we talked today, we talked a couple of couple of days ago, man. And I know you're really, really excited about about this subject because it's a vital subject and it's a subject that that uh, that more people need to hear about, more more people need to talk about, more of the church needs to talk about. But 
um, either they're afraid to talk about it or they just don't want to talk about it because they don't feel that's important. But uh, I appreciate your willingness to come on and talk about this show. And uh, I, I hope that as we get done with this show and we, 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 we forward it out or we share it or I know TBZ has it going live right now, um, that more people will, uh, will, will, will listen to this and understand how, how, how important the church is to uh, the, the community. So, hey, real quick, tell, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, man. Well, my name is Cyron Williams. I live in Lansing, Michigan, with my beautiful wife, Jashika, a.k.a. Hazel Williams. Six kids, but only have two at home. Our 13-year-old twins, Kira and Tyron. And then, uh, man, I I love the Lord. That's my first passion in life. My family is my second passion in life. Community, my third passion. And after I get rid of real life, Brother, I step into the realm of make-believe. I like Star Wars, man. So I, I, <laughs> I get into it. I get into it kind of big. I got a, a room dedicated to uh, two Star Wars. And I uh, <laughs> I look at it as an opportunity to exist and how it was created. It's created in the image of God. And so yeah. looking at the Star Wars, hey, Galaxies and peoples are all put together by the minds of man and are brought to life by us. And it just shows that we can create a shadow of what our creator created. And it's just a blessing, man. And so I do a lot of community outreach. Um, I'm more interested in being the church than going to church. I make sure that I still give God his 10% in my tithing, but I don't necessarily take it to a building. But I would take that money and put it into a homeless shelter, help a senior citizen with their groceries, and do a lot of things like that. So that's just a bit about who I am. Good, good. Well, I, I hear you say you 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 you're a Star Trek fan. I thought you, not Star Trek. My bad, Star Wars. I I, I thought you I thought you were going to say you you were a Trekkie or something like that. But you said Star Wars. So. <laughs> I'm I'm all right with that. I'm all right with that. No 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 cause with nobody that's a Star Wars fans or or, or Trek. Hey, more power to you on that one. So so look, man, real quick, tell the people about your uh, about the business, man. You definitely got to get that plug in uh, uh, with the uh, with, with the all sports headgear now. Okay, okay. Thank you for that. My uh my good friend Robert Helm, he created the all sports headgear. It is a athletic head towel. But it also can be used for fashion and a lot of areas in life. My wife and I, during the pandemic, we um, needed to be able to support our family and ministry. And so the God, our Heavenly Father gave us the opportunity to be able to sell all sports headgear. So we created Javina Distributing, and we've been blessed to be able to sell them across the nation and you know, they're $20. We customize them for a little bit more. But a lot of what we do with the funds that we get, we put it into ministry. We use it to make a difference in the lives of others. And so if you're interested in supporting a business that supports ministry and God's people, Javina Distributing is absolutely a, a way to go because uh, we make sure that that money is used to directly affect the lives of people who need to see the love of the Lord. Amen. 
That's good, bro. That's good. Well, I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, that I got mine already. I got I got one. Um, I still a. I got I got to get my second one. I got to get my black one. Just I'm just I, I know you've been busy. Got getting that information, but hey, I already got mine customized, ladies and gentlemen. I will tell you they are on point. They're comfortable. Uh, look, they that you you can you can you can you can wear them when it's cold. You can wipe your hair with them. That's what it's about. So they're a very very great product, and I encourage you to go out and buy one, get it customized if you want it, because I said I got one, my wife got one, and I'm about to purchase another one. So, hey, definitely go out and support this brother and uh, his wife in this uh, this, this this thing they're doing. It's for a good cause, because everything that they make, it goes back into ministry, goes back into the uh, community. So definitely support them, definitely support them what they do, because it's for a good cause. Now, we're talking about community. And it's something good that you said. You you talked about you're interested in more in, in, in being more in being the church instead of going to church, right? So the first go to people will will first thing you will hear people say is that the, what the Bible says about we shouldn't uh, forsake the gathering of the assembly. I got it, which is true. Definitely what the word says. I, I and, and I understand that. But why is it important for you? All right, to be interested in, in being more more interested in being the church instead of going to church. Why is that important to you? A lot of people they go to church, they sit there, hear some singing, hear some preaching, give some money, go home, and their lives barely change. I'm not saying it's like that for everybody, but majority of people, it's become clockwork. Get mm. up, get dressed. How's this person dressed and how's that, you know, they're not really going there. To, for, this is just observation of many years mm-hmm. of growing up in the church and being a part of the church. That it's right. just something that people do. And Check the block. a lot of it doesn't affect their lives. Now, being the church doesn't mean you forsake the assembly. That means I invite brothers and sisters to my house. Let's eat a meal and let's read. Let's talk. Let's fellowship, you know. Hey, let's get together, and I put in twenty dollars, and then there's twenty other people who put in twenty dollars, and we go to the local grocery store and we buy that senior citizen's food. You know, we we help that family with a light bill. I don't forsake the assembly, but I don't believe in the social club. If I wanted a social club, I mean, there's other things I can do other than sitting and having somebody tell me how to be what I'm already being and they've not been what they should be. Mm. That's just right. it. Right. Right. Talking to talk but not walking the walk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that and, and that that's that that's key what you said because one thing that that, that we have to understand, I think that, 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 that people have to understand too is that, you know, when you uh or forsaken the assembly doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go into a building that is said to be the church. Okay, this is the building. All right. So we go in this building that has these four walls, and this is where the assembly meets. Okay, in this building. All right. But it doesn't necessarily have to be that building that has labeled the church that has no and, and no offense to any names or just throwing names out there, uh, Ebenezer Baptist Church or or Fifth Street AME Baptist Church, what, what whatever the case might be. Okay, kind of like what you said, 
you know, two or three people can come together, four or five people can come together at, at, at someone's house, and then that 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 could be the assembly because somewhere in that in 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 that gathering of those five people, all right, God is gonna come up, especially if they are followers, especially if they're true followers of Christ. God is gonna come up in a conversation. Something's gonna come up about God. Uh, uh, through, through, throughout those two or three hours they may be meeting. They're going to they're gonna talk about God, especially if they're, if they're like-minded, if they're true followers of Christ. So at that time, mm-hmm. you, that, that, that assembly is together. That mm-hmm. assembly is together. And, and, and it, it's important that people understand that, that, that we have to take like you said, we have to we have to forget about uh, the, the 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 social club and and who has on the the the, the, the flyers dress and, and and who has on the, the 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 cleanest shoes and who got on the best uh, uh, six piece suit and all that type of stuff. I don't know if they make suits and six pieces. I don't know, but you know, it, it's more about that. So let me ask you this. So. If it gets so, if it's so wrapped up in, 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 into the into the sociality, and 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 who got on what, and who driving what, and who gonna who who gonna give this much, right? So, what if a person comes in there into the building with some jeans, a hoodie, and some sneakers? All right, how do you think the reaction would be in that sense? Well, in most places, um, it's according to which church you're going to. Now, I've had okay. the That's honor fair. of That's being fair. in both black church and the white church. If you go to a white church with your jeans and your hoodie and tennis shoes on, as long as there's nothing on it with poor taste, you're fine. I'm not going to say anything to you. They're not going to cross eyes at you and look at you crazy in the least little bit. But if you show up at the black church with your jeans on and your tennis shoes and your hoodie and you come in there, that fresh off the street look, they don't look at you skeptically as if your clothes is the only way you can honor God. As if your dress style means something. Like there was once a guy that was like that. Dressed you know, how dressed with the suit and all that. And he saw me one day and I just was in regular clothes. And he was like, Well what are you doing, you know, dressed like that? You come to honor God. I said, What makes you think I'm not honoring God? He was like, look at your clothes. A man of God dresses like this. I say, so every attorney's a man of God? He said, no. I said, every car salesman's a man of God? He said, no. I said, every worker in an office building is a man of God? He said, well, no, of course not. I said, they wear suits too. So I guess it doesn't matter what kind of clothes you got on the outside based on how you dressed on the inside. Believe me, I got a suit on on the inside. Hmm. That's what's up. And that's what I'm talking about. And I would tell you, man, that that I, I've learned over the years. And and the people, uh, typically, when people see me, just just normal day to day. If they don't know who I am, they would they would never know because I, I don't go around. There's no need to go around flaunting that you know that yo know, I'm a pastor, I'm this and I'm that. It, 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 there's no need for that because all it is is, is, is a title to me. That's what God has allowed me to have. And a person looks at me, I wear hoodies, I wear jeans, I wear sneakers, I wear, uh, uh, I, I, got, I, I got tattoos and sleeved up all down my arm, you know. So, um, in some places, 
I, I, you, you don't you don't fit the bill as as, as being a, a pastor or like for you, for Francis, you, you don't you don't fit the picture of what a minister is, you know. So what? so what? How how, what, how how do we get people out of their mind frame? And I don't think we're ever going to get people out of their mind frame. Is, is 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 there something you can you can talk about or let the listeners know that we got to do better? That you can't judge a person, you can't look at a person and say that they're not who God is calling them to be just because they don't look how you want them to look. Yes. Instead of going to church, learn to become the church. Because becoming the church is based on who you are, not who other people say you are. And you can go anywhere, dress comfortably. And if you're going in the hood and you want to make a difference in the lives of people in the hood, then you got to wear kind of clothes they relate to. I'm not telling you how your pants sagging down and looking in poor taste, but I'm saying your tennis shoes, your jeans, and your shirt, something that they would wear, lets them know that you can understand them, that you're willing right. to listen to them, and you're willing to take them seriously. If you mm-hmm. go someplace where people are dressed according to the occasion, you know, church right. isn't always about going and sitting and being at a fashion show. You spend more money on your suit in a week than you do on ministry in a week. You spend more money and more time trying to look good for church on the outside that you haven't taken time to dress up and fix the turmoil on the inside. Yeah, yeah, And so yeah. focusing on that, focus on my clothes might tell you who I am outside based on your perception, but do the words that come out of my mouth fit that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I work in restaurants, yeah. Pastor Sago, and yeah. I've, I've been a host and a server. And on days when folks come in there, especially and unfortunately for our people, when black folks come into a restaurant dressed in a suit, there is not a server who wants to go to that table. Why? Because they feel like the black church folks dressed in their suits and ties and dresses and big hats. They come in there and they work you to death and they don't tip you, but they'll invite you to church and ask you for the money. Wait a minute. How am I going to tip money? I'm going to tithe money that I'm not making. How are you going to run me? And don't appreciate my service. And treat you and so that. we got to work on that. Yeah, yeah. And 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 and, and, and treat you, and treat you the foulest and treat you the nastiness. But them were the same ones. Listen to me. Listen to me. As I say, when I say this, those were the same ones that kicked their shoes off and was and was and was dance dance dancing all around the church. All right. Not even two hours ago. All right. But then soon as they got done with dance, dance, dancing around the church and, and calling and, and, and trying to and, and, and hallelujah and all that type of stuff. And that stuff is good. If that's what, if that, that, that is great. All right. But those were the same ones, just like you said, those were the same ones that, that as soon as they left out those church doors, got in their bins, bust right out the, out of the church parking lot and, and, was, and was talking crazy until the person that's right in front of them. Or like you said, got to the restaurant and was talking nasty or talking or uh, had, had had a foul nasty uh attitude to the person that's trying to that's 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 serving them. 
you know, and then try and then try to use the excuse, well, you a servant, you should be serving me. All right, well, you a servant too. So what makes the difference between, between you and them? Yes, that's their job. That's what they get paid to do, but you're a servant too. So you shouldn't be treating yes. nobody nasty just because you got your, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know if people even steal real red bottoms. I don't know. I've never had a pair of red bottoms, excuse me. But, I, but I, you know, I, I don't know what it is because you got your, because you, you just tied it $1,000 to the church, all right? But uh uh that you 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 have to you you have to understand that they have to be you you have to do better we have to do better when it comes to uh uh the the the, the people of Christ and treat people yes yes especially if we say we'll follow the Christ mhm mm-hmm. now, now i now i had a, i had a i had a i had a great guest on last uh last thursday Mm-hmm. Um, Miss uh, Miss uh, Miss Miss Angela Morgan. Um, she has a great story. She's gonna be one of the ones that's on that's, that's in the youth stomach. So we were talking about community. We're talking about community and church. So do you think that community is an afterthought to a number of churches today? Yes, yes. Um, if you're not a part of my church, then you know you slip through the cracks. Now, do I know some churches? that do some community outreach. Oh, yeah, I do. There's a church over yep. in Grand Rapids called Life Quest Ministers. He'll, say, he'll sort of put on Facebook and sit out there, hey, the first 20 people who show up at this restaurant, we're going to buy you food for you. You know, hey, if you need coats or, or drugs, you know, we got you covered. That's um, Jerry Bishop, Pastor Jerry Bishop. And, you know, they, they do a lot of community outreach. So I'm not saying that black churches don't. Actually, it is a true statistic that more black churches do outreach than Caucasian churches within the community. See, most Caucasian churches, um, they send their money overseas. You know, they want to go to Africa and Ghana and all, you know, all these other places. And so that they can go be a good Christian for the time they're there and then come back here and act like they've accomplished something, but do nothing for the people at home. Now, black churches, they do outreach. Don't get me wrong. But they do more preaching than reaching. They got to go forth and make disciples down pat. But the delivery, a lot of times, is what's lacking. So say, here's something that could be considered, and I've gone to a couple of pastors about it, and they look at me like I asked about to slap their kids. I said, you know, you show up Sunday morning, and everybody's there, and say, all right, church, we're going to do things different today. Whatever you were going to tie today, keep it. We're going to go to Walmart, and we're going to go to the employees that are working there, and we're going to you pick an employee and give them your tie today. And thank them for keeping the grocery stores stocked. Thank them for making sure you've got some place to come and be. Oh, let's go to the mall with it. You know, we're going to go to the gas station today, and we're going to take 50 pizzas, and we're going to give them to the local gas stations because without the gas station workers, we can't get to church even because we need gas. Let's start taking our blessings out into the community so they know they're blessed. Let's go to the cops. Let's get the police officers and get with the chief and invite him 
his sergeants and lieutenants and officers. You know, we go shut down Cracker Barrel for anybody to come in there because we've taken the complete police force out to eat so we can discuss how to get the church and the cops to work together to make a difference in our communities. Those are the things that we right. need to be doing. Yes. Right, right, right. And 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 you're absolutely you're absolutely correct. We gotta we we gotta uh, we 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 have to be able to 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 look outside the norm because he, he, because here's the problem. Here's the problem, and here's what I think the problem is. You're absolutely right. There are a number of there, there are there are churches out there that's doing a lot of outreach. I'm I'm not saying that there that that there's not. All right, that there's not. Um, and like you said. Um, there are a lot of churches, a number of churches, black churches or white churches that will that that gather all these things up, okay, and then they or or, or they, they they do missions um, overseas, or they go to they go to Africa, they go to China, they go to uh, Japan or or or, or uh, Haiti or whatever the case might be. All that stuff is great. All that stuff is good. I'm not saying that 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 is not good, but what happens is they go to all these, do all these mission trips overseas. All right, but we got a mission right here. We, we we got a lot that we can do right here in the United States. So how about how about instead of going to them on a mission trip overseas, how about you you do a mission trip and you go downtown and you and 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 you try to talk to some people downtown that need to be talked to downtown. Mm-hmm. You can mission right outside. You 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 can mission right outside your front door. You can mission right outside in your own neighborhood because there's a lot. We don't have to go overseas and do it. We can do it right mm-hmm. in the yard, right in our own backyards. There's a lot of work we can do right in our own backyard, and we don't have to do a mission trip. We don't have to gather shoes and send shoes overseas. We can gather shoes and take them right down now to our, to our closest uh, homeless shelter. Yes. Yes. And we've done mission work. We have done mission work. And, 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 mm-hmm. and, and. And and I I remember that 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 a uh, long time ago, back in the day, back in the day, and I think I, I I like I like talking about this story, and I like saying this is that I remember a time when the church was the nucleus of the community. Yes, the church was the nucleus of the community. Some went down in the neighborhood. We're gonna take it to the church. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially, especially during the civil rights era, uh, um, if something, if some injustice went down in the neighborhood, they take it to the church and look at us. What are we gonna do? And it was, and it was the pastors. Uh, uh, he, 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 during this time, founded that they had to do something because their community was important to them. Uh-huh. Now what I see, uh-huh. now what I see from a, from a lot of a lot of uh, um, these, these these modern day Pharisees and these modern day Sadducees, what I see is that the community becomes an afterthought to a lot of them. All right, unless that community, unless they can bring that community into that building, and then that 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 community can help them with their 2025 vision, their 2019 vision, or or 2030 vision, yeah. whatever the case might be. And it ain't nothing wrong with that if you want to have that. That's all right. I'm not knocking that. All right, uh-huh. but you ain't gonna have no you ain't gonna have no vision if you're forgetting about your community. Uh-huh. So. Uh-huh. 
so 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 how do we how do we wrap this up, man? How how do we how, how do we bring this to where there needs to be an understanding that the community is very very vital to the body of Christ, and 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 Christ is and and, and Christ commanded us to do that. Christ has commanded us to to to, to go out and 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 and. And, and being our and being our 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 our, our, our Judea and our Samaria and and our, and our Jerusalem, Christ has, has commanded us to do it. So how do we wrap this up and make people understand that it's important? One, pastors, there is an extreme loyalty among blacks towards the one they call pastor. They will follow him just about anywhere. So they've got to take the initiative. And not only that, they have to start working together. Stop talking about my church, my church, my church, and start talking about the church. Baptist pastors need to be working with Pentecostal pastors who need to be working with Presbyterian pastors who need to be working with Methodist pastors who need to be working with non-denominational pastors. I mean, I'm reading a book right now called High Impact African American Churches. And there are some people who who don't know. T.D. Jakes, his church, 24,000 people. The Allen Temple, Raises $24 million a year. Eddie Long, 25,000 members. I'm looking at these. I mean, there are more black megachurches, and, and, and it says it, that that although white megachurches receive an extraordinary amount of media attention, do you know that there is a higher percentage of megachurches among black churches than among white churches? And then the the biggest thing that, that, that just blew my mind is that African-American churches raise millions of dollars more a year for ministry than the typical white church. I mean, I've been reading this book and I've been scratching my head like, wait a minute, where is it going wrong then? It's those who stand and call themselves pastor. Start pastoring. The pastor, hey, the, the shepherd don't eat before his sheep do. The shepherd leads his sheep to great pastors while being dirty himself. So, Quit worrying about your image and start worrying about the image that is portrayed through you. People who don't know Christ that are stepped on by those who are church leaders, what won't nothing to do with them? Why would they want to love a Christ that we love when the person who's representing them have shown they have no love for anyone but themselves? And if African-American churches are raising $24 million a year in certain cities, there should be no poverty there. There should be none. You get, most of the churches can give each family uh, a, $1,000 a week and still have $19 million left over for themselves. Well, let me, let me let me tell you this, and, here, and here's what I think the problem is when you talk about these um, uh, these, these these large churches that belong to God. Uh, God just allowed that that person to uh, call that person a foreman, or or this church was already formed, and then then they became the pastor of that church. Here's what happens. Here's what happens. 
So you talked about some of these churches that have 24,000 24, members. Okay, got it. I'm copacetic with that. If that's what it is, that's what it is. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. Pastors have, have a lot of those pastors, when, when you get to that volume of people, okay, you have stopped shepherding and you have began hurting. There's a difference. Amen. That, 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 that there's a difference between shepherding and hurting. Hurting is you just you you don't know what your numbers are. You just pushing you just pushing them through. And a cow herd, you just push you you just you just push them through. You just push them through. When you're shepherding, you know that you have a certain number in that in 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 that group. And you're gonna shepherd them. You're gonna take care of them. You're gonna you're you're, you're gonna make sure that all their needs are met. When you herd, you just you you just you you just push them through. So that's the problem. You can't shepherd when you got twenty four thousand people. You're herding then. Now now there's a there's a herd mentality then when you got twenty four thousand people. Even even if you got five thousand people, all right. There's no that you 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 can't shepherd. You, there's no way you can you you can shepherd with five thousand people. Now down south and I'm from from Mississippi, um, uh, you know there you know you have these pastors that have two or three different churches, you know. So if you got the most churches, then you you know you you oh, he got he he got five churches or he got six churches. So in those five or six churches, what are you doing? Are you shepherding people? Or are you just going to each church and you preaching? So they've hired you just to go and preach the word because you're not shepherding nobody at that time. You're not shepherding if you got five or six churches. When you're shepherding, you know who you have. You know them by name. They know you. And you can look out in your congregation and you can identify <laughs> if they're missing or not. Like, wait a minute. Hey, hold up. Man. So, wait a minute. Hold up. Siron ain't here. Wait a minute. Okay. Hey, look, make a note, somebody. So as soon as we get done, I can call Siron and see what's going on. Yes. You know when somebody's missing. You know when somebody's missing if you're shepherd. If you're hurting, you ain't going to know if somebody's ran off or not. So I think we have to. You talked about the megatruth. I think we have to. We have to make sure that 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 that, that, that we get out of that 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 that, that shepherd uh, that. That 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 herding mentality and begin shepherding. Now God is God called uh, called me to 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 do like whole fellowship ministries. I pray. I, I I hope that you know we begin to grow and that's okay. But I'm never going to reach that point where I I I stop shepherding. I cannot. I cannot because I'm not going to be the one that on that day that has to stand in front of Christ and Christ asked me, why did you stop shop shepherding? And you begin hurting. Why? I ain't gonna be getting no answer. Mm. So Christ is gonna tell me. Christ is gonna tell me. Look here. You need to. You need to. I need you to step over from this. I need you to step from this blue line. I need you to step over to the red line. I, I need you to switch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so, 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 look. So, so, okay. I'm, I'm about to start. I'm about to start preaching now. I'm about to start preaching. So. So we still talk about we still talking about community, right? We're still talking about community. Mm-hmm. So uh um youth and adults in our community, what's the problem when it comes to the church? What you said? Yeah, when, they I, have I, stopped I, shepherding. Oh, 
Okay. His name started herding. And, you know, a herd, we, we look at that great migration in Africa, right? Those are herds, great herds. And a member lost in that herd don't affect anybody. They don't stop drinking. They don't stop eating. They don't stop doing what they do as a herd. They're not learning anything. But see, bison, small numbers of bison come together here, and they form communities. Now, there may be a bunch of them together, but there's different, they, they come together in small, small herds. Because i got to use the word herds because buffalo don't have shepherds. But they'll come together, maybe eight to ten animals. And when there's a problem and they're being attacked by wolves, they will come together, stand in a circle and defend each other, take the weakest members and put them in the middle and take care of them. A member that can't get its own food, they'll actually scrape the ground with their hooks so they can get some food. It isn't until those numbers increase that when the enemy attacks, they all run off and leave it susceptible to attack. And churches have got to start coming together, smaller groups that get to know each other's needs, get to know each other's lifestyle, so that there can be a difference, as you said. If you've got a hundred members is the ideal size of a church. That way, the pastor, his deacons and elders can know everybody there, can take care of everybody there, and they can grow. See, community starts in the home, then in your church home, then outside of those. But if you haven't learned to love each other, you can't love anybody else. And that word love, it's thrown around like a football that's wet. Everybody's throwing it, but can't nobody catch it because it's slippery. <clears throat> and and I mean, when 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 I see, I don't begrudge a man what he gets. But if you a pastor and you driving a BMW and you got one member of your church that's got to walk and can't make it to doctor's appointments because they don't have a vehicle. You've no longer shepherded it. You heard it. And you have no care for the community. If you got a seven bedroom house and somebody come to your church living in a cardboard box, you the reason why folks don't want nothing to do with church. No matter who defends you, no matter what they say, hey, the Bible clearly says if we being evil know how to give good things to those we love, how much more can our Father in heaven do for us? Right. And I don't mind supporting the pastor and taking care of him if he's taking care of God's people. But, you know, uh, and I know we, 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 we got a little bit. Here's some community. So I go to a church, and they give the tithes, and they talk about Malachi, how a man would rob God to get you to, you know, to tug on your spiritual heartstrings so you put money in the church, right? They talk about the lady who gave the least so that you will put your last in the collection plate. But then after church, I'll go to the pastor and I'll say, hey, how you doing, such and such. And so um, what days do can people come to your church to get food out of the storehouse? They say, huh, what are you talking about? Well, well, you know, um, you don't have a food pantry? No. Okay, so when can I send people here in need of clothing to get out of your clothes pantry? Well, we don't have that. Okay, well, 
if there's somebody in need of groceries or something, um, where the what kind of card do you have for a Meyer card, Walmart card, Kroger's card, so you can help them? We don't have none of those. I said, you know, I noticed you used Malachi and Robin God as a way to get people to tithe, but it was interesting that you stopped before the verse that says, so that my storehouse may be full. You don't have no storehouse, which tells me you're robbing God. You need to pray, step down, and start letting God's spirit lead you because you're doing it wrong. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good. And I tell you, brother, the the, the, the community is very, very important. I, I had a, I got I got somebody that left the left the comment here that says, that uh, and this is uh, Miss uh, Miss Shanice uh, Miss Shanisha Hickson. Uh, she says so much needs to be said. The people perish for the lack of knowledge. People perish for the lack of knowledge, and and I think that's 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 really vital because um, people the, the, we, what what what's happening is is the people don't don't have that opportunity to to, to grow because. Our responsibility is for those people to grow. It's for them to grow spiritually, and kind of like you said. Now, now I, now I, I, I use the the, the the difference between uh, herding and shepherding, but there's something else that I that I found that that we have to understand that there's a there's a difference between I'm, I'm gonna use I'm gonna use cow cows for an instance, right? So there's a difference between a cow hen and a cow herder. You hear me? See, because because a cow hen, a cow hen, the, the, a cow hen knows those cows. The cow hen is the one that goes, and the cow hen brands them. The cow hen knows when they're sick. A cow hen will go in and birth a calf. All right, but a cow herder, a cow herder don't know what's what 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 cow is sick, what calf is sick. Uh, what's going on? The only thing a cow herd is gonna do is a cow herd is gonna get on their horse and gonna herd the cows through the gate, all right? So they can go out and do whatever they want to do, and forget about them until it's time to herd them again. It's time to push them through that gate again. So, so yeah, man, it's it, 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 it's important, man. It's important. Now, what I now one one thing I want to ask you. About I'm, I'm t- I want to talk about our young adults and our our, our kids really really quick because I really believe man I, I believe we gonna we gonna have to end up doing two parts to this. Um, so why is it that our young adults and our children today don't want to have anything to do with the church? I'm, and again I'm, I'm I'm not saying all I'm not saying all, but there's but there's a number of our children and our young adults, especially our young adults. That don't want to have anything to do with church. What's the problem with that? Why do we see that so much? And I think we see it more off, more, more, more than more than less because because why? Because here here's here's what I see. I see a lot of young adults. They 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 want God. A lot of our young teenagers they want God. They just don't want it the way that we got. Well, they actually want it. They actually do want it the way that we got it. They don't want it the way it's being given. Because okay, let's it. face yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. more people are spending time preaching than teaching and reaching. Spending mm-hmm. more time make, letting people see the wrong things. And people are being taught the right things the wrong way. 
and you know, so many young people think that all the, all the pastor wants is money. Well, if that's what you're portraying, then that's what they'll believe in. Why give you my money? More, more people, you know, everything that they do is a sin. And so instead of speaking and getting to know the youth of today, you're, you're ordering them about. Or they've made church non-effect, you know. You, that you you show up there and all you hear is the, the shouting and the screaming and all that kind of stuff. And they're not being fed. You know, you can give a kid candy and they like it. But if you give a kid too much candy, it's going to make them sick. And they don't want no parts of it. And that's what a lot of preaching is. Preaching to a lot of these kids is like candy that they're getting way too much of. So they're sick of it now they don't want no candy. Hmm. And it's just And it's over their head You know yeah. Not yeah. speaking in a language They can understand I'm not saying speak and compromise But I am saying Speak in a language That the youth can understand You and, and Pastor Chris You two are perfect individuals To reach our youth And I do a lot of youth ministry I do a lot of youth outreach so I understand that because you gonna walk up to him, he gonna say, "What's up, young fella? How you doing today?" You gonna give him that handshake, that fist bump, and he be like, "Man, let me tell you what happened today." Look, look here, young man. God said and not, and he did and all. Man, ain't nobody trying to listen to that. No, no. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah. why. And and and, and it, it's it's about it's about it's about the way we we, we present the package and it's, and it's good what you said. They want what we got because what we got was as we grew up was was God, but they don't want it. They, they, it's, it's how it's how it's being presented today. You know, a lot of a lot of our young adults can go into church because they want to go, and they hear the preaching, and then they walk out of there with not with no understanding of what was said. Why? Because it's over their head. And then what we have to also have to start doing with our youth, we also have to give them the, the, the avenues and give them the opportunities and give them the platforms to be able to express themselves uh, and, and, and use their gifts that God has given them. And that's the problem. We don't want to do that because the only thing that we do is that, is that, is, is that well, just because uh, uh, the, the youth like uh, uh, Christian rap. Okay, look, I'm going to tell you right now, everybody that knows me, everybody that's listening, everybody's on right now, know that I am a fan of Christian rap. Pastor Chris so already I. knows, man, and, and, and Pastor Chris already knows when, 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 he, when, he, when he puts on my, my playlist, it better be Christian rap. Hey, I'm not saying nothing's wrong with uh, any of those other ones. I listen to, you know, the, the Tasha Cobb. I listen to all of those. That stuff is great. But my playlist, my playlist is going to be gospel rap. That's what it is. Amen. So, 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 what we do is we, we don't allow our youth to to, to express themselves because and because we, we 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 shut it out. We shut it out real quick because we don't allow them to to, to express themselves. If, if if we if we presented some of our young adults and youth with gospel rap, they'd be like, "Wow, okay, I'm liking this. This all right. This this, this okay." You know, and then some like some comes with great ideas. Well, how about we have a gospel rap uh, uh, concert? You know, in in some churches, you know, we can't have any rap going on here. And this, come on, man, 
And that's mm-hmm. why we lose our season. That's why we Man. lose our season. Because that good reason right there. Woo. Go ahead. I, I, I got go a lot ahead. of young folks who talk to me, we, Pastor. Huh? I, I got a lot of young folks. I got a lot of young folks who talk to me. Look, I got two 12-inch woofers and a 15-inch woofer in my car pushing 2,400 watts. And I will pull up, bump, and bizzle, and they be like, man, what's that? Like, oh, that's bizzle. And they stick their head in there, and you like, homie, I'm a Christian, a real one. And I don't care what you think about it. All my life, ain't none of y'all really than Christ. You better read about it. Read about it. Hey. And they be like, man, they be dancing. And I turn it up. Ooh, ooh. And they be like, ah, throw on some Trick Lee. Throw on some KB. Throw on some Ambassador. And they be like, man, they feeling it. You a minister? And you listening to this? You right I am. You want to ride? Yeah. And then we go to talking about the Lord. Well, how can I get down? Yeah. Let's pray, brother. Let's pray. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's all that it takes. That 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 is all that it takes is is being able to use an avenue where we can reach them, where we can reach them. And we got four minutes. I'm gonna say this, and then we 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 definitely gonna have to have a part two. So you might as well get ready. So, okay. So so you know, for me, look, I, I I'm a, I'm 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 a I'm a low rider, right? I I, I have a '78 Buick Regal. Uh, the hydraulics, white wall, I got all that on there. And then people see that, and people see like, wow. People like you're 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 a pastor, and you have you driving that? Yes, I sure am. I I I, I sure am. You know, and you know they see me. That you know we we want we want to, we start talking about cars. You know, and then they'll they'll start they'll start listening to they start looking at how the things I do and how I carry myself and and they start they start asking questions like so you're a pastor you know what about this and tell me about this and this and that and now I got them and we we were talking about God and we were praying and when they need something when they need something they can they text me and say hey I need this I need help with this we got to open up that window <laughs> we do. We do. Yeah. I got a ninety nine Grand Prix drop low, aluminum rims, forest green with Yoda all over it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I I, I feel, I'm with you. And I use that car as well. Just like that ninety nine was beat up and I've been restoring it. God did the same thing to me. I was beat up and he restoring it. And I ride around banging, just like my car, pushing out the Lord. Mm. There you go, Bang, banging out the trunk. So hey, look, bro, we man, we gotta get out of here, but we definitely, this definitely gonna be part two. So ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening right now, if you're hearing right now, if you're watching right now, Facebook Live, you have to join me next week because we are gonna have Mr. Cyron Williams back on again for part two of this conversation because there's so much that we have to talk about. There's so much that needs to be heard. And if you're listening, hey, invite somebody to come in. Tell them don't be tell, tell them don't be scared. Uh, tell them don't be scared because this is real talk. This is real talk and this is where we talk real. And if you want to talk, then let's talk. So again, hey, salute to you, uh, my my brother, for joining us. Be with us again next week. I already got you on. I'm excited. We're gonna be in with the with the next week. And hey, I thank everybody for joining in. I thank everybody for watching. Again, hey, tune in on tomorrow, 7:30 p.m. Central. Like Hope Fellowship Ministries, we have our Friday night service. So we invite you to ride with us. We're gonna be on Facebook Live. 
come on, you're going to hear a great word of God. I definitely think that God has something for the people to hear. So, hey, appreciate y'all again for joining us. Hey, this is your brother, your cousin, your nephew. Hey, this is Pastor Byron Segal with Real Talk. And, hey, if you want to talk, then let's talk. One. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.